Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Tune Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow! I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? That was the return of the uh, the slight pause I felt there after my introduction. Was that a, a deliberate Power thing? Yeah. You're bringing that back? Power play. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's Top Flight Chain Machine. Uh, we are about to assess uh, a, a top 40 from the past, as we always do. Uh, you probably know which one it is because you'll have read the description and the title of this episode. It almost seems pointless to get the random pop blob to tell us which one it is because, you know, you know. Uh, but I'll do it anyway. Uh, random blob. Use your gob. And tell us how to do our job. Fifteenth of July, nineteen ninety-two. For those of you who don't understand the language of the pop blob, there, um, this chart itself, Sam, came out on the twelfth of July, nineteen ninety-two, which will have been my twentieth birthday, and I think. Was, mm. Did we do something recently which was coincided with your birthday? Was it one of the other recent I think charts? so. My birthday yeah. certainly came up I remember at some you point. mentioned yeah. your birthday for some reason. <laughs> so that's that's the nice bit of uh, But you remember what we say on this podcast, birthdays are for babies. <laughs> do we? <laughs> I don't know. So I do think we've definitely in the past talked about how if you if you get a, if you make a big deal out your birthday and you're over twelve, <laughs> then you need to take a long hard look at yourself in the mirror. Well, that, you say that, but at the same time, we've repeatedly asked people to tell us their full age, including months or and or quarters and halves. Yeah, it's, a, it's fine to know your age, right? It's just like if you get well, it's my birthday, so obviously I'm taking the week off. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's my 50th this year. I'm going to be making big plans and taking loads of time yeah, off for enough. it. God, it's yeah. an achievement, All right, fair that. enough. Yeah, it is, actually. I'm not saying what I didn't think mean? you'd make it to 50. And I don't want to tempt fate because, of course, you're not actually there I'm yet. We've still yet. got a few months no, to go. No. But I'm confident you're going to make it across the line. I believe in you. I think so. Probably just. <laughs> but um, I'm not 100% either. But anyway, this will have been my 20th birthday. Um, so the chart used to come out on a Sunday, didn't it? So this will have been a Sunday. My birthday will have been a Sunday. It's a shit day to have your birthday. Bit shit. People don't want to come out and get too pissed, do they? No, I'd have been out on the Saturday night, I reckon. I've probably gone out on the Sunday night as well. 
Just to set the Saturday, edge off. The best way to play it generally <clears throat> would be get really wasted on a Saturday to celebrate with your mates. Yeah. And then the Sunday, just sort of have it like, hopefully your mum will cook a roast and you can have some cake and you can really like have an indulged hangover day. Yeah. Watch the football mm-hmm. if the big if the match was on. Now, July, close season, wasn't it? Oh, look, oh, might have been um, Euro the Euros. 92. Mm. The Euros. Let's have a look at Euro 92 schedule. Let's see what was on, if it was still going on on the 12th of July. This is interesting stuff, isn't it, for everybody? This is, of course, Euro 92 was in Sweden. Um, no, the final was played on the 26th of July, so there was absolutely no going on. Um, follow period. But I probably will have gone to the Pain. pub, I think, on the Sunday night. Painful memories for me of Euro... 92, I mean, we'll get to this, but there's a lot of painful memories around 92 for me. One is, you'll remember the saga of me sitting and getting the beers and the crisps and the nuts in for mm. England versus Denmark and my mate not showing up and then me having to do a bit of detective work to find out where he was because he'd said he was coming over and he was at the house of the girl... The girl that yeah. I had split up with not one month previously. Yeah, that's right. Getting off with her. I possibly having full congress with her. I still don't know. You don't want to know, do you? Um, exactly what went down that night. In a way, I don't. No, no. Um, he's back now. We've discussed it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I first brought this story up, fuck knows when it was, I'm still, you know, semi-in touch, like on socials and stuff, with the girl in question as well, right. as is he. yeah. And um, I did, you know, I think you suggested or maybe I did, would get them both on and do a full fucking, what would you call it, an inquiry like the one Sue Gray's it doing at the like moment. It seems a good idea to me. I mean, sometimes you need so a, you a good bloodletting. You could be the Sue Gray in this yeah. situation. Yeah, i Like, that. what happened, I don't know what date that was that England played um, Denmark in 1992. It probably would have been, I think it was possibly our second game. In the group stage, it was it was England's first game. It was the eleventh of June, seven fifteen kickoff. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the, what the what day of the week that will have been, but that's when it was. Uh, I was sat on my own in my mum's front room with some, you know, probably you know, room temperature Fosters, mm-hmm. a bowl of crisps, and a bowl of nuts, and probably an England flag hung up as well somewhere on the wall already. Mm. And it, it's complete no-show. Not nothing. I mean, obviously, we didn't have mobiles, but he could have at least made a lie-up. But he was like, no, I'm going to go around his ex-birds. I'm going to swoop in. Yeah. And while he's fucking all safe watching the game, so I know there's no chance of him showing his face, I'll be banging her. Yeah. And laughing. Let's let's not assume that the, the Congress occurred. That's for the inquiry. Okay, yeah, you're yeah. right. Don't torture yourself, because it might not have. I can still get them on. If you're up for doing this, we can do a special episode. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we could do it live if you want. Do a live stream of it. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually love it. <laughs> it would be such a laugh. <laughs> I do feel aggrieved by that, and other things. I mean, and he's my things. oldest mate, and yet so many things that he's done over the years, especially when we were kids, I'm still bothered by, right? And But do you, do you have them out with, the, with them regularly? Do you, do you try and Occasionally, I bring them up in jest and yeah. he just, like, laughs. Yeah. But I have to tell you, and this is another true thing, 
This is a mate who I genuinely love. Love him sort of like a brother. I mean, mm. I'd fucking have to because, like, you know, some there's no the, other reason why I'd carry on hanging around Some with of the him. shit he's done, I've, yeah. Jesus. I've known him that long. But I must say, he pulled so many stunts and i I got a bit... And I'm pretty honest about myself, right, when I've been in the wrong... But I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it's one of those things that I can genuinely say. Oh well, we both did. You know, it's like when you're a kid, you're always being cunts to each other. It's just the way it is. I don't think I did anything bad to him. I think it was all one way traffic. And was it regular? Nah, no. But there's just things that stand out was, in my it, head. It wasn't regular, but when it happened, it was big. It was big. So mm. the other big one, apart from that one, was. When West Ham got to the FA Cup semi-final in 1991, mm-hmm. just a year previously, so he was obviously on a fucking roll at this stage, right? Yeah. We got we got Forest in the Cup semi-final. It's quite a famous game amongst West Ham fans because we lost 4-1 and Tony Gale got sent off when it was still nil-nil yeah. um, by Keith Hackett. Anyway... Quite famous incident. It was a big game. It was huge. It was fucking huge. We were in like the then second division and we got to the cap semi-final and everyone wanted a ticket. They were like gold dust. I couldn't get a ticket. I was distraught. Mm. But of course, my mate, his dad had connections at the club and mm-hmm. would get tickets through that route. And he got tickets. And I kept asking every day, have you got tickets? Has your dad managed to get any? Because this was my last resort. Yeah. And we'd all, bear in mind, we'd always gone to West Ham with each other. It's the reason we're mates, really. Yeah. And he said, oh, I don't know yet. I don't know. He's waiting to find out. And he kept fobbing me off. And then one day, we had this sort of mutual friend who didn't support West Ham. He supported Manchester United. Ugh. He was a London Man New fan. Ugh. Right? He's, he's still a mate, too. But... He was, he'd sort of, for whatever reason, he'd become flavour of the month with my other mate. But, but he was a new mate. And he just said, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, I said to him, what are you doing at the weekend? He goes, oh, I'm going to watch uh, your lot in the FA Cup semi-final. I went, what? He went, oh, yeah. Ollie's dad sorted tickets. There's a coach. You've just named him there. Lunch. You've just named him there. Do you want me to edit that, that I don't bit care. Out? No, I don't care. He, he, he knows it's him. And if it, and if he gets any blowback on this, that's the least he should expect. <laughs> We're going on a coach, he said. We're going on a coach to Villa Park. Mm. He's picking us up in the morning. We're all going there. There'll be dignitaries on this coach. I don't know who, but West Ham dignitaries. Dignitaries. What, dignitaries. Is that another word for strippers? <laughs> I, I hope so, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, we've got a couple of dignitaries joining us on this coach. <laughs> I a couple of dignitaries. <laughs> just to you know make the journey go a bit sm- or smoothly bit of entertainment they had a fucking three course meal at Villa Park in the hospitality <laughs> Jesus Christ which by the way when they did come back on a Monday they weren't embarrassed to tell me they fucking talked me through the meal in great detail I remember it now it was roast beef right and also there was like cheese and biscuits was, was, at half did, time did, did the beef, they relished did, telling me this did the beef come with all the trimmings all the fucking trimmings. Fuckers. Don't worry about that, right? Fucking hell. And I, and he didn't have the balls to tell me. And he took this kid just because, you know, when someone makes a new friend, it's sort of like their flavour of the month for a while. We've all done that in a way. It's very Do you childish. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we were, we were 16. Well, even um, so, 16 is very old for that kind of conduct, I would say. 
it was kind of nine-year-old I've got to admit, when you're 16 <clears throat> and you're really preoccupied with proving that you're quite tough and nothing upsets you, that I would have just laughed it off. Or not laughed it off, just said, okay, fine. Like, I ain't give a fuck. Oh, didn't want to go anyway. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't have got away with that because everyone knew. My <clears throat> mate, I can't tell you how much I wanted to go. It wasn't like, this was like the biggest thing. Yeah, of course, right? FA Cup was still massive then, wasn't it? I was so excited. It was unbelievable. And the fact that he got tickets but overlooked me for a bloke who didn't even support us and sort of bloke who didn't even go to football. He watched Man U on the telly. But he just wanted to impress this new mate. What was it for And they him? went what, and what, then they what, showed off about what, it. What kind of, you know, currency or did, did this other lad have? Did he have contacts, links? i tell you he... one of the main... Well, it, one of the main things, right, was <clears> that he... He lived in a nice house. His parents obviously had a few quid. And in the front room, they had a pool table. Right? Mm. And there was a famous line that one of our other mates once shouted about this bloke's house, which was, let's go round to his house. I won't name the other bloke, because he's, he's not really in the wrong here, although yeah. I do resent him about it. All right. Let's go round to his house. He's got pool, sky, and birds... Because he had Sky TV, he had a pool table, mm. and he had an older sister who was quite fit and always had her mates round there. Birds. So when you went round, you'd play pool, you'd he's get got- to watch just football on Sky, and, it, and there was just these birds hanging around. He's got a pool table and dignitaries around his house. <laughs> his house is fucking crawling with dignitaries. It's like the ass of lords. Yeah, so it was a bit like that. Like, I think that was... I think that was what the currency of this other lad was. But maybe he just wanted to fuck with me. And then, mm. just a year later, he's pulled this stunt with this girl. Year of 92. So, so you can see, and yet, you know, like, I'm a good, loyal mate to him. I've helped him out loads of ways over the years. But, mm. you know, friendships are strange, aren't they? They are. And things like that can, can ferment... Uh, over decades and they can get worse almost the more you dwell what on what you're them. saying is I need to confront this and lance the boil maybe you do maybe it needs to be a two part episode covering both of these incidents or maybe yeah. just one long episode if you can gather together a, a dossier of all the times he's fucked you over over the decades we could get it dealt with in one go I, I think that We'd been close for a long time, and particularly around those years we're talking about, he was going through a personal trauma that I was very aware of. And I think that that, as a result, I sort of wrote off some of his worst behaviours as being maybe linked to that. Yeah. Uh, Which I won't go into, but I think that that's the context that people need. Now I've painted him as a bit of a cunt. The, the there was a context yeah. which was why I was more forgiving to him than I might have been to other people. Well, that, that's that's very magnanimous of you, and that, that makes you look like an even bigger man than you already look for for overlooking these things in the first place. Um, yeah, you, you clearly. But come if out I was a really big man, I would have processed and got over it. But in fact, it still simmers, as you can tell. If not, I it wouldn't does, be talking about it. It does. I mean, I don't know about these these other incidents that were going on in in mm. his world, but um, it sounds to me as though. You've been you've been the adult in this whole thing, yeah. And uh, fair play to you. More power to your elbow, as they say. Yeah. 
Do they still say that? I don't know if they do. <laughs> you know what? I think it's because you said 92, it's a trigger year. You know, like 96, yeah. it's a trigger like I, in a good way. Yeah. And I get really excited and happy and euphoric. Yeah. But 92 is a year that when I think about it, there was lots of little sort of mini traumas going on when I was about 17. Yeah that I didn't like. They didn't sit right, and when I think about them, they trigger off bad feelings mm. still. And some of these songs will do the same. Well, we'll see if, if we eventually get into the chart. One other thing <laughs> yeah. that I'd forgotten about, I've just noticed looking at that Euro 92 schedule, there was only eight teams in Euro 92. Madness. Isn't it? Two groups, yeah. and the winners of both groups... The, the top two top teams two. in each group play each other in semis, in semis yeah. and then the final is often between two teams who'd already played each other in the fucking group. Yeah. What a stupid excuse for a tournament that is. Yeah, and of course it was Denmark that won who only got in at the last minute. Because they were on the beach, mate. They were on the beach, famously, all together on the beach in their Denmark kits. And, and they their speedos. And hired a bus and um, went to Sweden. And then John Jensen <laughs> won the fucking Euros <laughs> for did. them. Yeah, so uh, that was that was Euro '92. Um, we should do a rundown of this chart, I think, as we always do. Yeah. Um, here we go, starting at number forty. Ah, uh, it's a re-entry. That's a rarity for us in the world of the chart. <laughs> a re-entry, number forty. It's Shakespeare's sister with "Goodbye, Cruel World." Hello, I would cruel chart. re-entering one of Shakespeare's sister. And you know which one I mean as well. Not the one from Banana Rama, the other one. Okay. Well, anyway. To suit yourself. Actually, either of them. I'm not fussed. But I don't know. <laughs> the one in Stay With Me, she, she the, the, the get up in the video, she was a bit scary and off-putting. I'll take either and of number them. number 39, down 21 places. <laughs> it's the take that's with it only takes a minute. <laughs> Down 19 places at number 38, Def Leppard with Make Love Like a Man. For goodness sake. Not a woman, a man. What does a woman do? Just lie there. Make a love like a man in the missionary position. <laughs> and the light's out. And your socks on. <laughs> At 37, up one place, it's DJ Seduction with Come On. For Christ's sake. Oh, a chart entry at number 36. It's Thomas Dolby. I love you. Goodbye. Weird. <laughs> well, he's sending mixed messages out there. Uh, new entry at 35. It's Joey Negro with Enter Your Fantasy. In at 34, Brian Adams. And he says, all I want is you. At number 33, Andy says it's shit for cunts, but I don't mind them. In excess with heaven sent. <laughs> Down 16 places at number 32, alternate with hypnotic ST-8. <laughs> they're really, uh, they're really committed to this whole using the eight, like some kind the of le- spy the number eight as a word. They've probably activated some foreign agent in China with that title. A number 31, a new entry for the shoegazers curve with horror head. Seven places at number 30, it's Derek Amitri, better known as Del Amitri, and he's singing <laughs> Be My Downfall. At 29, down one place for Sunita with shame, shame, thrice shame. Uh, up four places at number 28, it's the unlistenable American sound of Sonic Youth. And their song is called 100%. I say song. It's probably just some kind of metallic dirge. 
at number 27, it's George Michaels with Too Funky, all one word. All one word, all one guy. In at number 26, Jason Donovan is on a mission of love. I hope it's going to be the missionary position. <laughs> like a man. At number 25, it's up four places for Jose Carreras and Sarah Brightman with Amigos para Simpierre. Brackets, friends for life. Nice of them to translate that for the British audience. Very decent. Uh, as I always say regarding the missionary position, always look your lover in the eye. Don't do them from behind like a dog. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Have some balls. <laughs> Have some do decency. Do it like you mean it. <laughs> um, down 15 places at number 24, thankfully. It's the dreaded Nick Berry and the theme from Heartbeat, his terrible, terrible 1960s Yorkshire policeman show. Jesus! Calm down, mate. We know how you feel about Heartbeat. A lot of people love it out there, including my mother. Fucking idiots. (laughs) Including your mother. It's disappointed, much like Andy is, by the thought of Heartbeat, by Electronic. Disappointed, to say the least. (laughs) Straight in at number 22, it's the wedding present and flying saucer. At 21, up from 33, it's Iron Maiden with From Here to Eternity. Jalapeño. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. Down eight places at number 20, KWS, and they've got a double A side in the charts. One half is called Please Don't Go, and the other half is the name of a popular current electronic contraption. It's called Game Boy. Have you got a Game Boy, mate? Yeah, I love it. I play the Tetris game with the shapes. It's absolutely wonderful. Ah, if this is the future, I understand that it. I'm it committed moves, to it. It all moves so fast for my liking. Anyway, uh, 19, a new entry for Morrissey, the miserable old bastard, with you're the one for me, fatty. How rude. I don't know. It's great to see the old beast getting some nice attention for once in the charts. Up six places at number 18, it's Dina Carroll with Ain't No Man. At number 17, Joe Cocker with Unchain My Heart, brackets 1992. Up one place at number 16, Sophie B. Hawkins says, Damn, I wish I was your lover. And having leafed through a catalogue of images of Ms. Hawkins, I wish she was too. (laughs) At number 15, it's wet, wet, wet with lip service. Shit service, more like. Down 7 and 14, the Utah Saints are singing about something good. At number 13, up seven places, Shake Your Head by Was Not Was, featuring... 
Kim Basinga. Yeah. Out of Batman. <laughs> and that sexy film as well. I've forgotten the name of it. Uh, down... Nine and a half weeks. Nine and a half that's fucks, the, more that's like. That's the fucker. Uh, down two places at number 12. Diana Ross is having one shining moment. And you know what? After all the years in the business, she deserves it. <laughs> at number 11, up four places. Roy Orbison is claiming, I drove all night. I drove all bloody night to get here and not so much as a hand job. I, I know the he, feeling, um, Roy. I hope he pulled over for uh, a, a coffee at a service station because tiredness kills. Tiredness um, kills. Very true. Speaking of which, it's another car accident anthem at number 10, down six places. Richard Marks with Hazard. At number nine, it's a new entry for The Shaman with LSI. Yep, LSD more like. If uh, what I saw going on in the, the BBC bar at Top of the Pops last week is so anything to go by. Uh, yeah, up, with Mr. C. Up five places at number eight, U2. And even better than the real thing, which has been remixed, believe it or not. Never thought I'd see the day. Number seven, new entry for Prince and his new power generation with Sexy MF slash Strolling. And uh, you'll notice he's uh, spelt the word word strolling in the American style without a G and just an apostrophe instead, which frankly disgusts me. It's just a slippery slope. Uh, Up six places, sorry, up five places at six. Urban Hype are on a trip to Trumpton. Now, you may not realise this, mate, but this is not a harmless play on the old BBC TV children's theme tune. Trip refers to a drug episode. Oh, my God. I'm banning this song as of now. The way this country go is going is absolutely disgusting. Mr. Major, if you're listening, we're at a crossroads. It's Clamp down on the drugs and the kids ASAP. It's time for me to do the official ceremony. Urban hype, a trip to Trumpton. I ban thee. There it is. No ban. <laughs> At number five. Now, here's a nice lady who'd never be singing about psychedelic trip adventures. It's Mariah Carey with I'll Be There. Well, if there is uh, my hot tub tomorrow night, then I hope you will be. Yeah. <laughs> at my semi in Slough. <laughs> Down three places at number four, it's uh, Homosexuality's Erasure with the ABBA-esque EP. <laughs> up three places at three, it's Snap, who I believe a Dutch with Rhythm is a Dancer. <laughs> Dutch, German, one of those. Not sure. You know what I mean, though. Um, up one place at number two, it's look. Oh, it's another drug anthem. It's oh god, smart ease with I don't, I don't even see the name because I, I might commit a crime. It's called Sesame's Treat. Uh, once again, smart ease, Sesame's Treat. I ban thee. <laughs> and at number one for the first week, up four places. It's Jimmy Nail with eight no doubt. Say what you like about Jimmy. He is not singing about drugs Absolutely to not. the strains of a children's theme tune. It's great. And uh, for, for that, I support and salute him. It's great to see a real man at the top of the charts for once. Now, there's a man who does make love like a man. Missionary I can position. guarantee you that. I'm not, not that I've seen him do it, but I have. Uh, we've Let's say that Jimmy and I have shared several lovers uh, <laughs> who did kiss and tell. And I asked the, all of them for detailed reports on his lovemaking style <laughs> and uh i'm not going to go into detail here but the broad summary was it was extremely manly approach he took 
always on top. <laughs> always on always time. Always missionary. <laughs> always, always efficient and on time. <laughs> Not an ounce of fat on his performance. Always rhythmical to the very end. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a very musical man. Why Certainly do you think he's at number one? Doesn't get the number one for no reason. There we go. That's the chart. That's your top 40. Hope you enjoyed it. There's a lot to discuss in this chart, Fucking mate. Fucking hell. So much. There's loads going on, in it? We've almost come There's to the end so of this much. episode as well. First of all, hmm? is it practically in? I mean... It only takes a minute. That uh, by take that. That was originally a fucking Jonathan King song, wasn't it? Didn't he have was a hit it? with that in the seventies? Uh, I think I've certainly seen him perform it. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a hundred ton and a feather, which is one of Jonathan King's many many pseudonyms that he had in the nineteen seventies. He yeah. basically put singles out, and each one would be under a different name, and that was one of them. So I, mm. I've not seen any footage so of it's that. So it's the song of a nonce. It's a nonce And every time, yeah. all of you fuckers put on your best of take that. Oh, I love take that. Mm-hmm. Right? You put that on. There's money going into the pocket of Nancy Jonathan King. Wow. Publishing rights. So he wrote Read it as the well. small print. Um, then there's some shoegazing indie from Curve. I hear what you're saying about Sonic Youth, but here's something I've always thought about Sonic Youth. I mm. really, I don't like their music, but mm. I really, really like that as a name of a band. I think it's a brilliant name it's of a, a band. It's a brilliant name. A friend of mine was saying recently that there's no there's, there's no such thing as a great band name. All band names are shit. Yeah, and there's I, something I in can that. see where he's coming from, but I think that Sonic Youth is the best name Sonic for Youth a band is a good I, name. I can think of. It is a good name for a band, but there aren't very many. You can try and think of no. good band names, and there's not many. It's well, quite for weird. Well, the Beatles. The Beatles is a shit name for a band. Well, you assess that, been yeah. talking about it a yeah. lot recently. Yeah. But, like, that, that... And I tell you what's really... It sums them up, is the Rolling Stones. The Awful. Rolling Stones. I know people love the Rolling Stones, but I've always thought... Of course, there's some Rolling Stones songs that I love, and some whole albums that I think are great, but on the whole, I've always thought them as a very corny sort of an act. I don't care for the Rolling right. Stones at all. I think I've Paul, said that Paul McCartney said recently that they were basically a blues cover band, right. and <laughs> and I think yeah, yeah, they're just yeah, they're just basically doing. There are certain acts where you there are certain acts in music where you just think, why don't you just listen to the actual black artist who does this <laughs> yeah. music? But actually, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, but the Rolling Stones, uh, that's a shit name. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, what was that? It's like the Rolling Stones. First of all, they did Beatles songs to get their career underway, sort of thing early on. Like the Beatles mm. actually wrote one or two for them. But you look at the thing. Have you seen the thing the album put out there? Satanic Majesty's Request, which just oh, looks yeah. like Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, but six months yeah, it's later, embarrassing. it's fucking completely embarrassing. I know. We'll, I've we'll always get, been we'll amazed get, that we'll they get, get compared. This. Yeah, we will. And and I happen to like Exile on Main Street. I love, of course, when they went disco and did... I fucking love that record. So they've done some great songs and, and I'm a big fan of Jagger's sort of just fucking mad demeanour. I think Keith Richards is a fucking, just an embarrassment, though. Well, I think Jagger is. I I I just look at Jagger, I just think, what are you doing? What? Charlie Watts was good. Charlie Watts was the best thing about them, yeah. 
Yeah. But the point is, is that, yeah, they're a bit of a corny band. They're not and, even in this chart you know, and we're leaning into them. <laughs> I know, but to, to compare them to the Beatles, it just seems strange and preposterous. Yeah. But the- Nick Berry, I once sat next to for two weeks running at West Ham. On the second, on the first week, I was just like, oh my God, I'm sat next to Nick Berry. Mm. You know, he's, he's off the telly. I can't believe this. Mm. I was so starstruck because I was about 12. And then the following week, I sat next to him again. And he remembered me and said, hello, Sam. And then he went, that was bloody great, the game last week, wasn't it? And I just couldn't believe it. How did he I know? believe it. How did he know that you were called Sam? Did you introduce yourself? Because, no, I know we'd got chatting. But I was 12 and he was a celebrity. Oh, right, So he'd okay. seen me, a kid sitting next to me. Going, yeah. Hello, mate, what's your name? Oh. And I was like, what? I'm Sam. I don't think I, mean, I think back of all famous people I've met I think no, nothing's ever compared to the level of starstruck yeah I felt when I met Nick Berry yeah. at West Ham I think it's an age thing so you were saying you were slagging him but I just can't bring myself to slag him because he remembered my name and that was just incredible oh, to I've me got, I've got nothing to say about him either way I was just in character at that point I think he's just basically knocked it on the head, hasn't he, Nick Burry? He's, he did the acting for a bit, and then he's just going, ah, fuck it. He's gone, fuck uh, And I like, I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. He's gone, do you know what? Fuck it. I've made I've me money. I've had enough of being Nick Berry. I don't need to work again. I've got residuals coming in, left, right, and centre from heartbeat. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. It's a fucking I'm going to stay home. Acting. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay home. I'm gonna eat nothing but frozen pizza and play scale electrics for the rest of my fucking life. <laughs> because I've earned the fucking right. That's what being rich is about. Turn it in my fucking West Ham dressing gown <laughs> and my slippers. Turn it up on set I, at six in the I'm morning. In, Fuck and off. And if I ever want sex, I'll just get a prosy round. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> If yeah. I want to take a break from my scare electrics yeah. and have it off with someone, I get a prosy. I've got plenty of dough. I'm looking at his his filmography. The last bit of work he did seems to have been 19 years ago when he was he in the series In Deep. He's only fucking 58. So he, I'd love him to he, make a comeback. He to knocked it on the head when he was 39. God on, son. Fuck this. Uh, yeah. Listen, let me tell you, he's on, his, on the phone to his agent. I'm jacking it in. What are you jacking in? Heartbeat? Not just heartbeat, mate. Fucking everything. Thing. The music, the acting, the lot. It's time for Nick to be Nick. Yeah? <laughs> but, but Nick, you're only young. Listen, mate, I have seen it and done it all. I have, <laughs> I have acted it, sung it, snort it, drunk it. Popped it and fucked it. There ain't nothing old Nick Berry's not done. Life holds right? no surprises for Nick Berry anymore. Yeah. I tell you what, if I dropped dead tomorrow, I would die a happy man. I would be laughing. With my final <laughs> breath would be laughter, right? Because I've done it all. I've conquered it. I've conquered everything on God's earth. And therefore, I don't need to do no more. I, the money's not a problem. I've got my house. I've got my scare electrics. Bang. I've got an arrangement with West Ham. I'll give them 20 grand and I've got a season ticket for life on the back of that. And let me tell you, that's going to pay off in a few years when the, money, when the price goes up. So, well, well done. Well done, Nick Burry. So, I won't, I won't want for any football. No problem there. Yeah, it says here uh, in his Wikipedia page, Burry has retired from acting and ran his own production company called Valentine Productions. 
which of course he'll have fucking done the bare minimum. He'll have got people in to do all the work. He'll there. have someone else running that for him day to day. And uh, it says he resigned from the company in October 2019, so he's fucking retired from that as well now. <laughs> Fuck. Hello, it's me, Nick. Yeah, just call in and say I resigned. Oh, why did it happen? It's your company. Yeah. Not anymore, it's not. <laughs> Best of luck. Read the small print. <laughs> That's it? your problem now, lad. He fucking retired at 39. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> and um, also, who's the other one? Lee Evans. He retired. But pretty about ten years ago, he retired now. from public life. He just retired from the, the the comedy, but he was playing arenas everywhere. He must have been raking it in. Oh, he is minted. He was pretty much the most successful guy yeah. with like videos, DVDs, yeah. and live shows. Yeah, yeah, of course. And he's just gone fuck it. There was a um, fuck this. Uh, why do I have to get up on stage and pull silly faces ever again mm-hmm. in my life? I'm bored of it. Fuck this. I mean, you think about it. I'm the, just going to play Mario Nick Kart. Nick Berry and Lee Evans will probably have had in the bank the kind of money you would get from a fucking decent national lottery win. And if you win the lottery, Mate. you just go, right, that's it, I'm done. I'm living off the interest, packing the job in, I'm going to swan yeah. about. And you, you, you do that, quite rightly. Do you reckon that Lee Evans and Nick Berry meet up once or twice a week? For lunch, of course they do. In a garden centre. When, re- when you're retired like that, the main thing you do is lunch, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Because like nothing else, so you meet up with people for lunch. Yeah. Sometimes you might go for a nice lunch on your own. Yeah. And I reckon they—that's exactly it. They go like that garden centre I was telling you about recently, where I want to retire to. Yeah. Right. They'll just meet up, pick up a couple of bits and bobs, maybe from the farm shop, and uh, be like, "Oh, hello. Um, oh, hello, Nick." You're early. I thought I'd be. I thought I'd arrive uh, first. I usually do. Now I um I got here early because I've bought this. Uh, see this? I bought a climber. <laughs> I bought a climber for the front of my house. Yeah, it don't look like much now, but I was just talking to them. And if you you get it, you plant it now. Water by the end of spring could be all the way climbed up the top of my house. But you've got to work. You've got to watch out that it doesn't get in the brickwork. And I've been um it can rot it. I've been looking at some of the uh, the statues as well. I'm thinking of putting a pond in, and I'm saying, but obviously, before I do it, I want to have a proper think about it and see how I'll decorate it and everything. So, I've been sizing up the statues, and I think it's a project. What are you going to put in it? Couple of koi carp. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking of getting some koi carp, but obviously, I want to get the pond sorted first, get and it. I need to speak to a koi carp. Oh, I can put you in touch with my koi man. Yeah, I've, I've been keeping koi. For a few years, good few years yeah, now. I've heard so it's if you need a good koi, man, I can hook you up with that. I've heard it's all to get the pH levels of the water, get your pH levels right, and then the rest to breathe. That's exactly it, mate. You want? So you I want, have a bloke who takes care of it for me. You want to think about getting some netting over the pond because the seagulls come down and they'll have, or the albatrosses, they'll come down. They'll have, they'll have your fish. Now, so and also, them. it is said, and I don't know whether this is true, it sounds a bit racist, that some of the Polish lads eat them and they, they'll they climb in your garden at night, have them out of your pond and eat them. They go and have a party. I don't know, maybe they eat them at Christmas, I'm not sure. That that could just be a rumour, but either way, watch it. I think we could do a, a spin-off series of Nick Berry and Lee Evans lunching each week. <laughs> They're just lads who lunch. That's what they call themselves. Lads who lunch. We're the lads who lunch. 
Well, best we were tired a long time ago. We've got enough. Well, let's just say we're both comfortably off. Yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. Rich is a vulgar term. We are comfortable. <laughs> we go for a light lunch. He usually goes for a ploughman's. I'll very often have a toasty, but sometimes we mix it up. We're uh, we're very low maintenance. We're both working class boys. We like to live comfortably, yeah. but we don't like any airs or graces. So you know, it's it's a quiet We never life, go to nice each life. other's houses. Interestingly, we've never met each other's wives because <laughs> it's not really the nature of our friendship. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think my wife would like Nick. <laughs> I mean, I love the bloke to pieces, but I just think he wouldn't be her cup of tea. <laughs> so it's better that we just meet up at the garden centre and have a bit of time, just the two of us, because we, we share a lot of interests. We both talk about our wives a lot, but we've uh, we've never <laughs> brought them along and it works, so we'll stick with it. <laughs> we There's a lot of... Um, people in the showbiz industry that we both cross paths with that are in our past now who we who we like to cunt off what <laughs> over a cup of coffee we find it cathartic we sit there just cunting off people that we both mutual associates agents producers executives uh, that sort of thing i don't want to name any names but the word uh, the words alan yentob do get mentioned from time to time let's just say that <laughs> let's just say he fucking broke very serious promises to both of us on more than one occasion. He broke promises and, in a way, he broke our hearts. And, uh, that's unforgivable. All I would say, what's my advice to any youngster going through, coming into the entertainment industry today? Well, no one asked that. Yeah, but I asked it of myself, so now I'll answer it. Um, very simple. Three words. Never trust Yentop. <laughs> that's it if you stick by that you, you know if you've got anything about you you'll be fine uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah oh the, Nick Berry's actually in this chart so that was good that we did cover something in the chart oh yeah but that's why um, it came out yeah well we did it on the Rolling Stones and they weren't there but there's plenty more in this chart we'll, we'll come back to it next time um, so thank you very much for listening and goodbye goodbye When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.